Three C's in a Pod, a weekly podcast from Provision Advisors. A look at the good, the bad, and the what could be better in the world of communication. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Three C's in a Pod. Thanks for joining us again this week. I'm your host, Deshaun Mann, and with me today are John Schofield and Chris Cervello. Gentlemen, Yo. you had a good week. Yeah, thanks, Bash. Good to be back. Excellent. Love dynamite, it. dynamite. I'm looking forward to a dynamite show. Um, listen, ladies and gentlemen, as the podcast grows and our conversations continue, always know you can follow us on Twitter at ProV Advisors, P-R-O-V-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S, ProV Advisors, and check us out on the web, www.provisionadvisors.net. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, listen, I can't believe we made it through this week. Uh, I know I'm not the only one. Uh, I'm not sure how much more we can actually take, but listen, here at Provision Advisors, we're committed to doing our part to deliver the hottest takes in communication, cosmetics, and control. So let's get to doing what we do. Uh, as you already know, first up is Rearview Mirror, where we look at the issues from the previous week. Gentlemen, let's take it away. What do you see back there? John, you had a you had a busy week uh, dealing with uh, the weather, uh, you know, uh, Sunday into Monday, and then uh, you know all throughout the week, and then uh, tonight getting ready for a East Coast storm. You want to talk a little bit about that, and talk a little bit about uh, you know kind of uh, weather in general as it pertains <laughs> to communication. Yeah, I'll tell everyone right now that if you're listening to this podcast and we're past Sunday. Um, you're already dead. You've frozen to death <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> the flash freeze. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting challenge and an interesting experiment in terms of the followership you get when you're trying to reach out to audiences. So I put out one tweet on Sunday, um, or actually it was Saturday, where I used all the football team's names in a tweet. Um, like, hey, be a patriot, don't, you know, put your phone on a charger, and, you know, just messing around, just trying to be cute on Twitter, and I attached a meme to it, and it got, like, 900 likes, more likes than anything we've ever had. It was a really weird thing, um, in that the next day I did the same thing with, you know, the next four teams that were playing, and uh, and it got like almost zero coverage. <laughs> it was like the the joke had played, and there wasn't any there wasn't any fuel left in the tank. And so it was kind of weird in that we reached so many people on Saturday, and then on Sunday when the real concern had hit, when the real snow had fallen we didn't hit really anyone in, in terms of what retweets and likes are. So it, it was strange, but communicating in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of um, an event that affects people's quality of life is a very interesting dynamic and it's fun. Um, but we, we are trying to get the word out in, in new ways in more provocative ways to try to let people know when they should go out, if they should go out, what the road conditions are. It's a new way of communicating that I never thought I'd have to be a part of when I was in the Navy because we were communicating more strategic level stuff. Um, 
But so things are funny to a point. Yeah, there's I guess. Shelf, there's, a shelf, there's a shelf life on funny. I think there always is, right? I mean, it's yeah. all about timing. We, we all know that. You're in a bar, you make a joke, and, and, and maybe it resonates, maybe it doesn't. But it's all about what people are ready to hear at that time. And at that time on Saturday, people were ready for it. On Sunday, same stuff, zero retweets almost. So it, it's kind of weird. I thought it was interesting. I watched both of you. John, I saw your, uh, your tweets on Saturday. I saw your tweets on Sunday. And then I guess, was it Monday that you were on the local news talking? So in addition to social media, you were also doing lo local media. I'm trying to get the word out about that. But yeah, what you do on social media is certainly different from what I'm doing you know, in a live TV interview. So, I mean, you guys were everywhere. I mean, you were, uh, and, and by you guys, I mean the Maryland uh, Department of Transportation. I mean, I saw all sorts of things. I saw the kind of the preparatory tweets that you were talking about. I saw the kind of in the moment tweets. I saw, you know, on TV, which was more of kind of just the facts, you know, less of, hey, join the conversation and follow us, but it was more ju just the facts. And then I even saw I think on your boss's LinkedIn page today, you guys are using less salt, right? You're using a, you know, more of an environmentally friendly uh, mixture. So, I mean, you kind of covered this whole, you, you know, weather uh, scenario from uh, tip to stern. Bash, I yeah, didn't sure. think it was funny. I, I saw you lamenting the, uh, the pace in which school um, delays <laughs> were being an announced. Uh, it, it seemed like uh, we were very happy here in Fairfax County, Virginia. They were all over it. Maybe even a little too quick to cancel school. Uh, right. Didn't didn't seem like that was the case where you were in Northwest DC. So so here, let me pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, I I tend to as as a as a New Yorker, a native New Yorker, um, I try to play both sides of the fence here. Um, I grew up in a space where maybe if school was a two hour delay or if there, if there was, God forbid, a, a cancellation. I mean, it came very, very early in the morning. This whole day before cancellations, day before notifications, it's just never happened. This is not my life. And I've been here in the DC area uh, or within, excuse me, in DC long enough that it's strange, right? I've sort of adapted to it, it's it's a Stockholm syndrome thing. So I go I go back and forth between disgust, anger for them canceling school, and then like with with what you saw right here, I was angry. Like, well, when are you going to cancel it? You, you know it's coming. Uh, how about a little consideration for for mom and dad? Uh, and I had to really look in the mirror, like, dude, what's wrong with you? You've come on, man. You've gone soft. I want to I want to make sure that we get to you on what you saw in your rearview mirror this week. So my rearview, uh, pretty short. Um, you know, today marked the two-year anniversary of the stand-up of uh, Axios, uh, the news service, um, and uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Uh, and uh, you, you know, I was looking at the message that they put out this morning, and as they described it. They said they're changing the world through smart brevity. And I thought, boy, that really does capture it, right? I mean, they, uh, you know, there's so much about the information environment that has just become brief uh, and not so smart, but they really have done a fantastic job of combining the two and in a way that really has you covered across 
uh, all uh, all topics. And I, I'm looking at the website now. I mean, they've got a morning and afternoon, uh, you know, kind of what's going on in politics. They've got a newsletter on autonomous vehicles, on China. Um, they just added a sports um, newsletter. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sarah Fisher on the Axios Media Trends uh, newsletter that comes out on Tuesday. So, I, you know, for me, kind of taking uh, advantage of this two-year anniversary to really think about um, one, what a quality product it is, and two, how their smart brevity is, um, I think, improving uh, the information space. Before we wrap up, I'll just jump into it. I know everybody has talked about it to death. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on it real quick. Uh, Big Macs, filet of fish, quarter pounder french fries, Icy Cokes, Big Macs, Sundays, and apple pies, right? Uh, all for you, all at the White House. Um, the, uh, the, the Clemson uh, NCAA National Football Champions uh, were invited to the White House and were served an assortment of uh, uh, burgers, fries, and pizza. Um, I don't know if there were any apple pies. I didn't see any apple pies, but I'm, I'm sure they were, they were around somewhere. Uh, got a big got a big bump in the news. Uh, obviously, you had you had your people that were disgusted and talking about how would you uh, feed people, especially uh, these athletes, these premier athletes. Uh, why would you feed them fast food um, at the uh, at the nation house? Um, and then when you you know looking into messaging, right? We we saw the the interview with the president where he was talking about the reason why they did it and um, trying to. Uh, push the symbolism of furloughed workers and the government shutdown, which we talked about last week. Um, and I mean, look, it, it's, this is an ongoing conversation. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more. It was something that spiked the media. It went crazy on Twitter. Uh, plenty of jokes, plenty of comments made. And um, Shout out to Alabama for losing and getting lobster wherever they were. <laughs> uh, I know it, it made me, it, you know, once, once everything died down, it made me think about the Saturday Night Live skit uh, back when Clinton was in office, because if you remember, um, President Clinton found himself at the uh, uh, a McDonald's close to Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, and there was the the Saturday Night Live skit where Clinton uh, found himself uh, off on one of his morning jogs, right. <laughs> and it was all about warlords. <laughs> you see this here? He grabbed Big McNugget. Yeah, warlords. We're gonna take that. Uh, you hungry with it? I can't do the accent. I'm good, but. Gentlemen, uh, definitely a lot in the rearview mirror for us to look at. We could go on and on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We're going to take a break right here. And uh, stick with us. You're listening to Three Season Pod. At ProVision Advisors, we prepare your team for the challenges and what-ifs you never thought you'd encounter. Go to www.provisionadvisors.net to learn more. Let us solve your toughest problems and leave your team stronger and more capable for the challenges that lie ahead. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Three Season a Pod. We're going to jump into deep dive. We are going to take a couple of topics and dig down really deep and get into the nitty gritty of things. So here we go. Gentlemen, what's going to be our first topic today? Chris? So uh, uh, let's start kind of big and then we can get to kind of what made the most news from a sure. branding and marketing, uh, which, you know, which was the Gillette commercial um, that came out, I guess, you know, maybe beginning of the week. Um, but what I wanted to kind of get, get at is, you know, when you have a brand um, that decides to use their place in either the marketplace or um, in society and uh, really 
um, and, and I say brand, whether it's a product or whether it's a, a person, they decide okay. to use that platform um, and, uh, and use it for social justice or to point out a wrong. Uh, you know, wanted to talk a little bit about the pros, the cons, if cons if there are any. Um, and, uh, you, you know, what have you seen that works, uh, what hasn't worked and then, you know, kind of finish up talking about the, the Gillette commercial. The people in those boardrooms are not, you know, spring chickens. So, or at least you hope they're not. So they had to sit down and make a, they had to, um, make a decision, uh, use a little bit of qualitative analysis and quantitative analysis and determine, is this juice going to be worth the squeeze? Can we potentially risk, uh, losing uh, losing sales, uh, you know, for some indeterminate amount of time if we make this statement. So all there, that's just like one of potentially, uh, you know, a thousand things that they have to consider. And then ultimately they said, yes, we're going to go ahead uh, with this, with this ad campaign. Um, and I think any, any, um, any company, any organization that decides to make a significant move like that has to weigh those pros and cons, right? It's a simple list, like column A, column B. Here's where we're gonna benefit. Here's where we could potentially uh, lose uh, a little bit of our profit margin, and is it worth it? Uh, ultimately, I'd like to think that um, a company says, what's right? What is the right thing to do here? Um, sometimes that, that works out and sometimes it doesn't. Go ahead, so yeah, so for me, I mean, well, kind of a couple things run through my mind. One is, um, you know, like you said, I mean, I think, you know, doing the analysis ahead of time and, and trying to decide, hey, are we doing this just because we're good folks and we want to change the social fabric of the country or the mm -hmm. region? Or, you know, is there a money-making venture here? Um, I, I always find it interesting about, like, the outrage that people have um, you, and then, like, what – what people do about it, right? So, I mean, if you wore Nike your whole life, and regardless of what you think of Colin Kaepernick, right? You like Nike, it's a good shoe, uh, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, running shorts, yada, yada. Um, is one commercial gonna make you stop uh, wearing Nike? Um, so, I'm, I mean, it, it just, it, 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 I'm always sort of like looking at the balance and looking at how people are, are affected by it. Um, and, and I guess, I mean, that, that's a real indication of how well the company did in terms of, you, you know, generating um, feelings and, and generating reaction, right? People either, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground on these types of commercials, whether it's Nike, whether it's Gillette. Um, I mean, you know, people either love it and they're on social media championing it, or they hate it and they're flushing their razors down the toilet. I mean, I, but I you know. But don't those people, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, but don't yeah. those people eventually come back? Like, let's, let's, let's use LeBron James as, a, as an example, right? When LeBron first left Cleveland, you saw everybody, right? Burning jerseys, just saying filth, Florin filth about LeBron James, right? He comes back after his stint in Miami, wins a championship, and it's welcome, like, oh my God, like, Right. I mean, we all saw that parade, you know. So I think when people, I think it's it's kind of the same thing, right? There's there's this temporary, like, oh, I'm disgusted, and never again will I embrace you. And then time goes by, and you're like, well, I actually kind of like, uh, you know, I kind of like Nikes, I kind of like LeBron James, I kind of like Gillette razors, uh, 
it's what I've always done. So nobody's watching me when I'm walking down aisle seven. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take those. But it's all I mean, a matter of timing. Like, I don't know what razors I use. I honestly couldn't tell you. I started thinking about it right now. <laughs> and I was like, I honestly have no idea. I know it has a green strip on the top. And is the green strip Gillette? Is it? Oh, no, I, I can't even. I can't even tell you the other <laughs> razor companies. So, and and I feel like I'm a fairly educated dude. So I, I, I don't know. Like it, it's all about. It is all about timing and attentiveness to what the media trends are. People have shit going on in their life, and they could be really tuned into something or really tuned out. I have not seen the Gillette commercial once, and I watch a good amount of TV, um, but I, I have yet to actually see the ad that has created all of this churn. Right. All I'm doing, and, and I'm, an, I, I'm a unique beta test, all I'm doing is using Twitter to gauge what I think the ad is about. And I told you guys before we went on, like, hey, isn't it about this? And each of you gave me a different answer. Well, no, it's about, you know, it's about men being soft or it's about men being strong. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe Gillette. I mean, how are you using a razor to say don't sexually assault women? Um, you know, shouldn't that just be the basic? Should the basic message just be, hey, don't sexually assault people. Don't be a dick. Don't be... Um, disrespectful to people that could be a razor that could be a shoe that could be a potato chip that could be a greeting card it could be a candle use that for any kind of product you're trying to sell but I, I, I don't know what all the all the the churn is because it seems pretty natural if, if your marketing strategy is going to be like hey be a man be a you know, be a respectful man. Is, is that really getting pushback? Like, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's getting pushback because, well, this is Sean Mann's two cents. Uh, I feel some people, some people just don't want to be sold those sorts of messages uh, in, in, in commercials for products that they Either they, whether they use it or they don't use it, um, they're in their homes, they're on their phones, and they feel like they're in a space that's, you know, that's safe and they want to, you know, they're consuming what they want to consume. And then it's a uh, quote unquote, you know, violation of their, um, of their space, perhaps, you know, like. I don't I, want to. I don't want to be fed this, Chris. What do you? What do you have to say? I think. I mean, I was going to say. I think you nailed that. I think you nailed it perfectly. I mean, that that is. I think. Um, what I, I mean, there are people that you, you know are just anti, uh, anti the the issue that they that they perceive that this commercial is about. But I think like the visceral reaction from some people, or the sort of the uncomfortable reaction is exactly what you uh what you just said it's like hey that's gillette like that's the razor guys and gals and they sell me my razors and my shaving cream and you, you know there's normally like a, a an attractive woman feeling the the close shave of an attractive man what 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 is this commercial you you, you know it's, it's that feeling of that's not what you expected and then things kind of cascade from there right and then but the but but 
I'll just say this. The flip side to that is women will look at you and say, uh, oh, yeah, well, what about this, 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 and this that is, you know, degrading to women and, and that we don't even, you know what I mean, that we just sort of take for granted. And that, I mean, that's just been a learning curve, you know, for, for me. Um, and, and again, I'm just, this is, again, Bashan Mann's uh, take on it. Um, there are things that I have done uh, in my past that I might have thought was like, oh, you know, this, this is no big deal, right? And then you get the, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the curtain pulled back and you feel like, well, actually it was this and it was, you know, it was offensive or whatever. Uh, so maybe you need to, to learn a little bit more about um, the environment uh, of, of treating a woman uh, equally uh, and respectfully. So I'll just, so, I'll, I'll just I mean, offer that right there. I was thinking about it this morning. So I, I had HBO on and one of the movies on HBO this morning before I went to work to warn you about your impending death due to the ice on Sunday was Liar Liar. Um, and one of, the, one of my favorite parts ever in a movie, and this is inappropriate, but um, one of my favorite parts ever in a movie is during Liar Liar when he gets in the elevator with the one woman and he can no longer tell a lie. And here's a woman wearing this really low cut shirt. And he's like, hey, are you new in the building? And she's like, hey, yeah, it's, yeah everyone's been really nice. And he's like, yeah, it's because you got big jugs. I mean, your boobs are huge. I mean, I want to squeeze them. And, and, and it's like insanely funny. It's insanely like sophomoric in terms of that old school, you know, just, just objectifying women sort of way. And, and I'm not saying this to be provocative. I'm saying it in terms of if you're a director or a producer of a movie right now, are you accepting that part of a script? You know, Liar Liar is almost 20 years old now, I think. Uh, 15, maybe 20 years. But in this day and age, are you accepting that sort of narrative in a script? Does, does that pass the test? Um, because it was really funny, a movie. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people watched it and laughed at a time. But would they watch it and laugh at it right now in a movie theater? I don't know. Um, I I mean, I think you, I think you captured, I mean, the, the sentiment correctly. I, I guess I just, I, I, you know, there's a, I guess in my mind, it's, um, it's one thing to be the creator of a movie and, you know, edit something out um, or, or you, you know, ask for a rewrite. I think it's another to kind of take a hard left turn or a hard right turn and introduce content that uh, that your your um, consumers and the viewers just aren't just don't even expect at all, you, you, right. you know. And that that's kind of how I saw the, the the Gillette commercial. And so I, I mean, I was just looking at a I'm looking at an NPR story now. I mean, I guess even Gillette will say that the um, the reviews are mixed. I guess you know, and it, right. it, it you know, it's people either love it, they hate it. Um, and you know it's too early to tell if it'll affect uh, the the bottom line. 
I think to uh, to sort of wrap this up, gentlemen, before we head into uh, before we head into our next break, uh, I, if there was anything that I found from this was that hey, look, Gillette wants to be a part of the conversation, wants to push the conversation forward, and surprise, surprise, uh, Gillette is not just for men. I was very surprised to see uh, the number of women coming to bat and saying, hey, look, I buy, uh, I use Gillette men's razors for you know because or what's labeled quote unquote men's razors uh, because they do the job that they needed to do uh, wherever it is that they're shaving. So I'll leave that right there. Uh, it was definitely something that, that grabbed the, the nation's attention. Uh, and again, just pushing the conversation forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm sure we won't stop there. We'll continue uh, to talk about that particular uh, messaging and communication. That wraps up this segment. Ladies and gentlemen, please stick with us. You're listening to Three Season a Pod. At ProVision Advisors, we specialize in strategic communication planning, execution and coaching for senior level leaders and communicators dedicated to achieving success. We work together with your team to achieve favorable outcomes amid contentious or controversial issues which directly impact relationships and market identity. For a free consultation, go to our website at www.provisionadvisors.net or send us an email at info at provisionadvisors.net. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Three C's in a Pod. Uh, here we are with our last segment of the uh, of the podcast, On the Horizon. We're going to look out, go around the table, uh, talk about what we see for uh, the week ahead. Uh, I'll kick it off. Listen, it's front, it's center. It's what everybody in the nation is talking about. We've got 800,000 people, uh, 800,000 Americans uh, completely uh, affected by the government shutdown. Uh, and honestly, it's actually, it's look, it's more than 800,000 people because you've got 800,000 people um, in various parts of the government that aren't receiving a paycheck, that have either been called back to work, uh, but they have families. You know, they have, um, they have husbands, they have wives, they have children, uh, they have family members that are counting on them. Um, and maybe some of them uh, are, are married or have partners and they're getting paychecks. Uh, and some people are just trying to make do. So you've got I mean, you just got all these stories uh, about what people are dealing with um, as this government shutdown continues. We saw this week uh, a little bit of a, a tit for tat in terms of um, Nancy Pelosi saying that the president shouldn't uh, should should delay uh, the State of the Union. And then we saw that uh, the president in turn uh, denied her travel uh, overseas. And uh, that's being played out in the media as, as you see fit. Uh, but at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, we're talking about these Americans, uh, these men, these women, uh, children that are affected by this government shutdown that aren't getting the paychecks uh, to pay mortgages, to pay rent, to pay car notes, insurance and medical bills. Uh, so it's something that we're going to continue to watch um, as it enters into plus 30 days uh, over. Uh, yes. Over the course of this holiday weekend uh, right here. So on the minds of many and, and we're going to continue to keep a. Uh, Keep an eye on it. What's hey, your Bassett, predictions, yeah. by the way? Like, I just want to know what the both of you set like a date. How many days? I, I'll I'll jump in and say that um, it's going to uh, get wrapped up this week. I, I, I think it goes no lo longer than this week. People, because we're hitting, we're coming up on two paychecks uh, missing, and the stories are only going to get more intense. And uh, uh, I'm 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 hopeful that this uh, gets settled in the week ahead. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm a little bit more pessimistic. I, I think it's going to be into February. Um, 
and God. you know try to figure out i think it's going to take some sort of existential i mean i don't want to say threat but existential event that drives them uh to somewhere uh closer than where they are right now i'm gonna do the opposite of the price is right and go one over on you i'm gonna i'm gonna say march first it's gonna be it's gonna be march before this happens because i'm telling you if you look at it he cannot fold like if he does he's done yeah he he will offend his base so i think he's gonna hold on and and chris i think you make a very relevant point where he or they, I'm not vilifying any one person or one entity, is going to have to say, you know what, there's a larger national issue at hand that we're going to have to deal with. Let's just rectify this. But I don't think his ego allows him to settle this without that sort of um, excuse out there. Yeah, and, and, and I really... I. I think it'll be March. I don't, I don't think he's going to move at all. All right. What's next, gentlemen? What's on the horizon? Uh, for me, it's Michigan State. The Larry Nasser issue. Right, uh, right. didn't just affect one sport like gymnastics. It, it, it affected the entirety of the university. And they are paying large, large, large amounts to victims, of which there are many, and they deserve um, – an incredible amount of, of respect and restitution for what they went through. Um, yeah, but the Michigan state president, former governor Engler, he's, he's out there. You know, I don't know what PAO was with him when he gave this newspaper interview, but he's like, yeah, I'm sure all the victims are enjoying their spotlight. You know, as, as they reel in all the cash, but what communications professional was sitting next to him as that happened? And what did they do to try to rectify that and say, whoa, 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 hey, that's out of context. He didn't mean that. And if he did mean that, you cut the interview off and you try your best to, like, fix it. Um, And you tell the board of trustees immediately, like, hey, dudes, you got to fire this guy because he is all, all messed up. So I'm watching to see how they handle this going forward because Engler's out. They've got a vacant president uh, position. How do they fill it? And then how do they message what the healing process is going to be? Because I'm telling you, there's been a lack of communications professionals um, at every phase of this process. And they've, they've looked dumb. And, and right. I don't know if they enjoy looking dumb. I, I, I have to hope that they don't. But they look dumb. And and how do you do that? How do you – I don't know. It, it's frustrating. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, one, how they pick um, – or who they pick to be either the interim president or the, the permanent president. Can that person, um, you know, uh, inject trust, you know, both in terms of the, the campus but also in – you know, sort of the larger uh, institution, you know, will people start to trust the, the president of the college? Uh, will people start to trust the institution again? And I mean, to your point about looking dumb or not having a, a communicator around to help, I mean, it's just, I, I don't care if you're the best crisis communicator in the world. I mean, the, the people that you're helping have to want the help, right? Uh, you, you know, and uh, it point. just looks, looks like in this case, they just, 
maybe they didn't want the help or maybe they thought that the issue had blown over. Uh, it's, yeah, it really is a head shaker, John. Uh, Chris, what are you looking at on the horizon? So I'm, I mean, <laughs> a, a, a lot more superficial than the government shutdown and what's going on at Michigan State. But um, I'm looking at the football playoffs. Um, Sundays and, in the snow, right. referees whistle blow. But I'm, I'm looking. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm looking at it as the culmination of a pretty decent season for the National Football League. Um, you, you know, at the beginning of the season, I think there was a lot of concern about the national anthem issue, about would there be, you, you know, how would the players, how would the owners, how would the public at large deal with, you know, the potential for folks um, kneeling during the national anthem uh, right. or, you know, potential backlash. Uh, how would the NFL deal with, um, you know, some of the health concerns that, that were, um, were out there and, they've had a pretty good season. I mean, they put a good product on the field and I think uh, viewers and pundits have responded accordingly. You've got two really um, exciting games. I mean, I heard on, uh, on the radio this afternoon and I agree. I mean, it's the four best teams um, that have, you know, that have made it this far. And so um, I think there'll be a lot of interest in those four games. And then you now have, you know, in two weeks you'll have the, the Super Bowl and, you know, it'll be interesting to see beyond the, the competition, it'll be interesting to see how the NFL threads the needle there, um, you, you, you know, um, in terms of who they, uh, you, you know, with the national anthem, with the, the um, halftime show. I know you had some thoughts on that, but hopefully they, they continue the, the, uh, um, the precision in which they've handled the messaging and communication and don't waste what was otherwise a, uh, a pretty good season for, for them and for fans. Hey, listen, let's, just, let's go around the table really quick before we begin. Uh, predictions for this, uh, for this week, the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. Uh, John, you want to take a first crack at it? Who you got? The fact that with this Super Bowl, you had Jay-Z, uh, who was asked to um, – asked to perform and he he turned it down he said no and was uh basically talking to anyone uh who would listen or anyone who would maybe entertain uh the fact of uh participating in this nfl halftime show uh to turn it down and so now we see gladys knight accepted the invitation to sing the national anthem and we've got big boy from outcast it's in it's, this game is in atlanta uh, it's where Outcast is home based. Uh, he's one of the performers, Travis Scott as well, and also Maroon Five. Uh, so you've got you know a little bit of a split, and people uh, who were you know in in the Colin Kaepernick um, camp uh, against those who uh, who were who were not in that uh, in that camp. You know, they've got to bring her out to sing Midnight Train to Georgia. I mean, they're look, in you know, Atlanta, she's a like, Gladys, Gladys Knight. Right, 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 John. You're you're absolutely correct. Gladys Knight, native of uh, of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know, you're just you're going to see both sides. Uh, there was um, a, a request made, I think, uh, from both of those camps. I'll have to actually look that up to to confirm about what the NFL would do in terms of making um, whether it be a donation or or making strides towards social justice. Um, that were along the lines of what Colin Kaepernick uh, was trying to to shed a light on. So, it, it listen, it's a it's a it's a compli complicated conversation. 
Um, some people are going to see it one way. Some people are going to see it another. Uh, it's 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 where our country is. The first game, what we got the, no, the, I'm, the Rams. I'm going, <laughs> I I I'm going Chiefs Saints. I, it, it's Chiefs Saints. It's dumb. It's both Chiefs over the Patriots, seeds, huh? But Chiefs Saints. Okay, Chris, how about you? I am going Patriots. Um, oh, there he is, Tom Brady. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Page, Patriots and who? What was the Patriots one? and the Rams. Patriots and the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, listen. I, my, I, I, I really don't have a dog in the fight as my team is not playing. But uh, I'm going to chalk it up to the old guys. I think this is one where we're finally going to get what I think a lot of people, or at least Park Avenue, is looking for, and that is the matchup of two guys north of 40. Is Drew Brees is Drew Brees forty? Is he thirty nine? He is. 40? I think he turned forty like 40. a week or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm giving it up to the guys over forty, um, and it looks like it's going to be a Patriots New Orleans Super Bowl. Hey, um, before before you close out, I do sure. want to. I mean, again, we talked about you. You know what a great season the NFL's had. We talked about you know the potential for ups and downs Super Bowl entertainment wise, but how exciting is Patrick Mahomes? Uh, and how great is he going to be for the league for years and years to come? The, the guy can wing it. The guy, he's got an arm that's ridiculous. And he's got personality. I mean, you, you know, I mean, he's an amazing athlete, but he's, he's right. also fun to watch before and after a game. So I, I think uh, he, he is an interesting guy that uh, people are going to enjoy for a long, long time. Well, he's yeah. so much different yeah. from the norm. Like, think right. back when we were – when we were young, when when we were first, you know, the class of 83 of football quarterbacks, of Marino, Blackledge, Elway, these pocket passers, you know, who are doing like, I don't know, underarm deodorant commercials. This dude is completely out of that norm. Right. Um, and, and he's exactly what the NFL needs. And, and to bring it back to Colin Kaepernick, he's exactly the personality they need to get out of the bad press. Um, that that they experience someone who says, you know what? Hey, I'm money. I'm good. And I'm just laid back and winging it. No big deal. Why don't you just watch the games and not worry about the politics? That's what they need. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, any Amazon Echo that's listening in, we thank you for joining us here on Three Seasons of Pod. It's been a great time. Uh, want you to join us uh, next week when we're back again with uh, another riveting podcast. We always welcome your feedback, so please comment below. Visit us on uh, on the web, www.provisionadvisors.net. And until next week, as we always say, be good, be safe, and be better. Thank you for listening to Three Season a Pod. Have a good week.